1: Everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicle, the first of two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and with me, all the way from Wales, hopefully behaving himself, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the godfather of ghost hunting, and whatever else you want to call him of ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. Uh,
0: good evening from Wales, where I am behaving myself. Um... And yeah, hello. Yeah, you sound
1: a little quiet there, young man. Sorry about that. I'm back to normal now. Normal service Uh, has been resumed. Okay, there you go. So, anyway, uh, anything new and exciting to report before we get into show?
0: No, no, nothing, unfortunately. Uh, Nope. Uh, Work continues on the new guidance notes for the SPR, and it's birthday week for the kids. Oh. uh, yeah they have three all three children were born within a week really obviously not in the obviously not in the same year but uh, <laughs> yeah I hope not <laughs> yeah, we have, uh, the 15th the 18th and the 23rd of July respectively so
1: basically so, when you
0: got back from Spirit Quest
1: uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding work that out quick <laughs> Anyway, I said take a sip of my tea. Um, decided to do a show on something I always found intriguing. This is something that everybody bantered about. And, uh, you know, nobody really has gone into detail on it, uh, especially with all these shows that are on TV now. And that, of course, I'm talking about is the Philip experiment uh, conducted by uh, George Owen of the uh, Toronto Society for Psychological Research. And... Uh, it it was intriguing. I watched a a documentary on it and that's what really got me intrigued in it. And and the more I watched, the more I, 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 I delved into, and, uh, I know that, you know about it. So that that's interesting, but to, to start it off, I want, I want to go first of all, explain the experiment totally. And, you know, people throw it out there, but they don't really realize what it really, uh, was all about. And, and what, uh, the work was done in this thing. Um, Basically, in 1972, uh, they came up with this idea to do this experiment. And they they set up a room in the in the society's headquarters called the Philip Room. And the idea was to create a ghost or see if they could create a ghost. And they collected uh, five women and three men um, with no particular mediumistic ability or anything. And uh, they were called a group of eight. And they got together. And basically created a ghost. Uh, well, in, in order to create a ghost, you have to create a real person. So they came up with the backstory uh, for this ghost. And uh, his name was Philip. He was married to Dorothea and lived in, of all places, England. Are you? Was it England? Where's, uh, where was that place? Warwick. Warwick? Where's Warwick? Is that in England? Yep, yeah, right in the middle. And what was it? Bid, Bid, Bidford uh, Manor or Castle? I forget. Uh, it uh, begins with uh, a B.
0: Yeah.
1: Biddenworth, Bidden. I don't know. If uh, it's, uh, it's,
0: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, anyways, I mean, it, they would. It's went, true, uh, I do know about the case, but the, yeah. some of the minutiae. Um, well, let, is, let, me, uh, let me give you the,
1: the details of, of the case itself, and then we, we'll talk more about it. But, so, okay. anyways, they. They, they created this ghost, and, and this ghost's name was – well, not a ghost. I keep saying that, but it was a real person they created. They created this character named Philip, who was married wow. to Dorothea, and uh, he lived in this – we'll call it Bee Castle <laughs> in Warwick, England. And I believe it was around the 17th century or 18th century, in that period anyways. Uh, and uh, his wife was frigid. And uh, she caught old Philip fooling around with uh, one of the uh, girls, a, uh, what was her name, Mago, I believe was her name. So she reported her as a witch because she enticed uh, Philip. So she was burned as a witch. And then shortly after that, at the age of 30, uh, Philip climbed the, the uh, top of the castle and threw himself off. Now all of that was made up. They even have a picture of Philip, by the way. They actually do a picture of him, and all of that uh, was fictitious, except for the the castle. I guess that really exists, and uh, the there were, there was nobody there at at any time during that. So, but the interesting thing is that to give you an idea of scope of this experiment is this group met weekly for I believe it was eight. Months to create this backstory, so it, there was a great deal of effort with it. And then eventually, in 1973, the experiment began. In reality, in, in an effort to contact Philip, and they they sat around a card table on metal chairs and uh, gazed at the photograph of him and, and tried to contact him, but nothing happened. happened. Then they, after a year, they a year. I said, a year, nothing happening in a year. They did this every week with nothing happening. And then after a year, they changed the strategy a little bit. And eventually, they began to get physical phenomena. So I'm going to leave it there and let you jump in on this now. So do you want to go into a little bit more of that?
0: Um, well, I can fill in some of the details. Yes, um, please. Be- because parts of it were later analyzed by the Society for Psychical Research. Um, Are they affiliated with them? I'm sorry, Steve. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, they all right. All right um, there, there was no, you know, there were lots of SPRs around the world. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, this one actually wasn't called the SPR, uh, TSPR when it uh, began. Uh, George Owen, Doctor Owen, um, was actually they had been previously. how was it? The New Horizons Research Foundation or something?
1: Ah.
0: Oh, and uh they they, they founded the t s p r um, and uh it was it was a fantastic experiment they say there were there were eight people or there was the original eight but there right. were some personal changes later right um and and they were just ordinary you know the there was um there was a guy uh, he was a heating engineer um there was there was a couple of them. There was another engineer, actually. Um, there was somebody who was into astronomy, and there was uh, also she was artistic as well. I think she was the one that drew the picture uh, yeah. because it was a drawing, not a photograph. Right. Um, there was an accountant. Uh, there was a housewife. Um, there was a student uh, who worked part-time as a salesman. Um, there was... I, the chairman actually was, uh, or the was, the chairman of the Canadian branch of Mensa. If I remember rightly, was involved. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, um, I wasn't aware of that. And I, she, she was a nurse, and had originated the story of Philip, so had come to sort of invent the fictional ghost. Um, that he was an aristocratic Englishman living in the 1600s. That he was a Catholic and that he'd married the frigid and cruel wife, Dorothea, and uh, he caught sight of the raven-herd gypsy girl, Margot. Yes. of He fell love at first sight, bringing her back and uh, keeping the affair secret. I think he put her up in the castle gatehouse or, or a tower or something. Uh-huh. Uh, Dorothea got wind of it, as wives always do. <laughs> and accused Margot of witchcraft and husband stealing because actually witches um uh, and that goes back to the fifth uh, uh, the hammer of the witches, um, this idea that you were bewitched, that it was the witch's fault that you'd run off with you. You know, it uh, right. it was it's the never the guy's fault. fault. <laughs> so back then it wasn't. <laughs> it <ain't> it <laughs> anyway, the group get together and they concoct this story and they work on the story and they develop the character um, and they, they, they memorize the story and try to visualize this person to make him as real as they could within their own minds. So uh, they agreed on, on what he looked like, his personality, his preference and then um, the drawing was produced. And they decided to call – the actual attempt was, uh, originally, that to get him to manifest in visual form. Right. That didn't work. So what they were after is, is him to appear in the room. Right. Um, and they made a commitment. I, I'm not sure whether they met, actually, for a whole year, but they made a commitment to meet. They met for 10 years, Steve. Yeah, but I mean, originally, um, no. I don't think they waited a year for something to happen. But they made an original commitment to, um, right? We're going to work on this project um, for a year. Mm-hmm. So they sat around a table with Philip, the the drawing at the centre. Um, or sometimes, actually, they they put some card on the floor with the picture on it and, and did it without the table. Right. In the hope of causing Philip to materialize in the middle of the group. Now, interestingly, they never sat in darkness. Um, they always used either candlelight or some of the different colored lights. And the seances were fairly traditional. They meditated for a little while uh, and then they shared any experiences that they, or feelings uh, that they had during meditation and then meditated again. And uh, the length of the meditation increased as as more as they got more used to the idea but they also discussed um developing philip so they they continually reinforced the their ideas their notions of his personality and in in fact over time they found themselves personally becoming convinced uh, that he had really lived uh, they they took a long time whether it was actually a year or just short of a year because it spans 72 73 and into 74 mm-hmm. uh, the different accounts um
1: yeah, the now, one I heard is that they had originally met in 72, and by the time they had finished concocting the story, it was in start experiment, it was in 73 when they attempted to materialize, and then after a year of nothing happening is when they switched from materialization to contact. But, you know, that's what is, I got. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I, I yield to you. No,
0: because... you're right, and the problem the problem is, is because it spans a number of years, you you mm-hmm. see different versions of uh, in 72, in 73, and 74. So different accounts give different years for um, because uh, people are sloppy when they're doing the research, or the dates were never properly recorded. I thought um, there was quite a bit of
1: information on this, detailed
0: information. No, in fact, I'm, talking about the, I'm talking about the people subsequently when they're writing it you know, for the. Oh,
1: right, products. right. Okay,
0: okay, yeah. Um, now, they tried the. 19th century séance techniques—you know, all sitting round and being miserable—and <laughs> uh, you know they did. They did the then they did the relaxed and jolly, singing happy songs and hymns and making jokes. And uh, they tried several different ways. They worked in full light. Uh, they worked in diminished light. They designated one another as mediums. Um, After about three or four sessions, they felt that they were picking up a vibration in the tabletop that was incredibly faint, but it seemed to be getting um, stronger and more audible. Um, Then, if I remember rightly, the table began to start to move around the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they, they determined between themselves that uh, nobody was either pushing it or, or knocking on it or moving. it.
1: Yeah. Originally I, I thought it began with knocking on the well, table. Well, this and once where, again, this is only, uh, that's why I'm asking you because this is, quite, I'm not telling you, I'm really
0: asking. No, well, this is where it's not quite clear. There are yeah. some accounts say that they provoked, uh, and, and interestingly, and we can talk about it later. Um, so there are some accounts that say they started knocking on the table and asking Philip to repeat the knocks or or mm-hmm. interact with the their knocking. Um, there are other accounts, interestingly, that say that several or one or two of the members agreed that they would fake the knocking, that they would take the role of Philip, that they would you know uh, they would reply and act the part of the ghost, but at a given signal or moment that they would cease. Mm-hmm. So the the uh, fake ghost would cease um, and then things started to happen uh, Philip started to rap back to them um, and they developed, they used the the age old code of one for yes and two for no and they got in to tell the story to see if it would match with what they concocted yeah uh they looked for new material um, that could be you know, different from what they'd... Uh, and they also recorded times when the, the answers were historically inaccurate or, or wrong. Um, and so it went on. Now, there's also been... I mean, this Philip experiment is not unique. Um, no, there have been other and, ones done too, yeah. Well, when you said before it's it sometimes overlooked, it was actually made into a movie.
1: Yeah, it, by uh, the... Canadian government I believe they did a uh if I'm correct, I'm not sure. But there may be several but I believe the Canadian government actually uh uh, uh did a documentary on them themselves, so so I'm not sure on that, but uh okay. I that's just my
0: belief. But uh I, think, well, I mean I think you're thinking of C B C which is a Canadian broadcast corporation. Okay. Um, which is the state broadcaster of, of Canada, but yeah. there have been I mean, there have been others. Since, but it was also actually a full motion picture uh, based yeah. on the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I never give stock to shit. full motion
1: pictures when they say they're based on the film because you know that, like the Enfield poster is <laughs> <cars. laughs> no, based on that. that but is there a much accurate detail in it? Uh, no. <laughs>
0: I'm just trying to remember the name of the movie. Uh, in fact, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to Google
1: it. Isn't, it. isn't it the the, the ghost that talked or something like that?
0: Uh, the quiet ones.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, I think yeah. the one that the uh, the Canadian broadcaster was called the ghost that talked or something. Uh, oh, I'm,
0: sure. I'm talking about the motion picture. Yeah. Okay. those um, so just quickly. Um, <sighs> Yeah, the, the, it, it's based on the Philip experiment. It's not right. really based on. Uh, so they've taken, uh, and there have been others, uh, but obviously in the Hollywood movie, they come, they create something malevolent and evil. Of course, they do. <laughs> and female. And female.
1: Um, <laughs> I'm not touching that. I'm in enough troubles. It is.
0: <laughs> and uh, interestingly, yeah, although there's been like, quite a number of replications of the Philip experiment. Um, there were actually, they set up their own replication experiment because another group from the Toronto SPR uh, created and visualized a female character called Lilith, who was a French-Canadian, um, who was a member of the French Resistance in World War II and captured and shot as a spy. Um, and they, they also claimed uh, to get motions of the tables, the, the raps and the, the questions answered by the character. Um, so that was they. They actually did the you know they set up a second group mm-hmm. with a second character. Um, was this by uh, the same group,
1: the uh, Toronto SBR? Yeah,
0: yeah. it's the okay. Um yeah. But there have been others. You know, there, there have been others. Yes. In yeah. fact, um, one one particular experiment was tried. It was very very uh, short notice, very ad hoc, but it was based on the Philip experiment. Uh, which was uh, undertaken at the Scottish castle about uh, 15 15 or so years ago by uh, a group of ghost investigators and parapsychologists, uh, including Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, who was involved. And they they set up a Victorian seance, and uh, they also used this idea of one person would uh, act the role of a responding ghost. And this was uh, part of the... So what's the uh, purpose of that, Steve? Well, it's interesting that that there was some uh, evidence or anecdotal evidence that when there was a group of people who were playing around at at seances, Mm -hmm. that in some way they would provoke a genuine response. Oh, okay. Now, that was, I think it was tried, it was tried during the Philip experiment. And what we decided to do is we had one member of uh, the team, and they would initially start responding. So,
1: Now, when you say we, are you talking about that group there, or are you talking a parascience I'm experiment? I'm talking
0: about that group there, because that group there okay. was parascience. Oh, it was parascience. Okay, that's, that's exactly right. Okay, excellent. And that's why I can speak with knowledge of it, because we'd set it up deliberately. What we had done is uh, some of the parapsychologist who was uh, supervising was aware of what was going to happen. My role was to knock and rap without being caught.
1: So you were the ghost?
0: I was the ghost. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) And after a set period of time, um, a time guillotine dropped and I stopped doing it. I stopped doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. The seance continued in exactly the same manner, but now the ghost wasn't, well, the fictional ghost, the me ghost, wasn't responding. And, so uh, what were
1: the results? Did you have any well, results from it? Uh,
0: well, obviously the, the the remainder of the group, the other eight or nine people believed or uh, were were under the impression that the, that the responses that they were getting from the questions were authentic. Right. And um, when, the, when the responses that I was giving ceased, what was interesting is, although the responses, uh, the knocks and the raps stopped, but the phenomena didn't. Interesting. Um, we got different phenomena, but we still were getting positive phenomena um, to you know, interacting with us as a group. Uh-huh. Which the two parapsychologists who were present, uh, both of whom are doctors doctors uh, PhDs. Uh, both ds both Who was the other uh, dr Ian baker Ian baker okay, thank you um both of whom found that completely astonishing uh-huh. um, so we were you know, like 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 others um you know we've tested this idea that uh, and the hypothesis being, of course, that it's, it's
1: psychokinesis. You know there is a flaw in that.
0: There are lots of flaws in lots of… <laughs> uh, in that… Uh, uh, the, uh, which particular flaw did you have? Did you want to… Well,
1: my, my thought, and I, and I believe that on the first one, is that that was… The, the conclusion that it was a psychokinesis. In other words, we were creating the ghosts with people were crea- not we, we people were creating the the ghosts with their minds or, or whatever. And uh, the only thing is, you can't naturally disprove that you really didn't have a good, good a real ghost. <laughs> I mean. This, well, that's you, the problem you know, with I've, dealing with the paranormal.
0: <laughs> well, I've heard this before. And I've heard okay. people turn around and say that, oh, well, what they did when they conjured up the Philip uh, fiction was actually they tapped into, uh, telepathically tapped into an energy f- f- from a real character um, and that he just fed and, them the story. Yeah, they,
1: they couldn't um, verify that information, though. That information no, was false.
0: No. No. Um, now, I, but I've also heard um, you know, people clinging to the wreckage of, of uh, hypotheses where they turn around and say, well, you can't prove it wasn't haunted. Now, you know, we, we've done these experiments with groups of people where we create ghost stories at haunted locations. Right. And how we know that it's our story and it's our creation is it's so far removed from reality and from uh, any, anything that could have taken place um, in fact, what we've what we've often done, and I think we've done it in America too, is we've taken an entire story from a completely different location and just trans uh, yes, we've <laughs> that before. <laughs> and, and by, by taking That's a fair story, I know we did it. <laughs> yeah, but by taking a story from another location and transplanting it rather than just making it up, then you already know that the story has come from somewhere else, and it's 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 a lift in rather than some, you know, so it gets around this idea of uh, the spirits popping it into your head. So,
1: but that being said, if you look at mm-hmm. why Ouija boards are are uh, condemned and, and by so many people is that their, their main complaint is you don't, the person you are talking to may not be the real person behind it, you know, because it's always a deal. might be Captain Splitfoot. <laughs> exactly. So what, <laughs> what they're going to say to that is, well, yes, but uh, yeah, it wasn't real, but th- this character, whether it was Splitfoot or a ghost or whatever, assumed that, identity to be involved in this particular thing, to get him to either taunt you or whatever it is to, that they were wanted to do. Uh, so, I mean, we can't prove the existence of ghosts. We can't prove the existence of devils. We can't prove any of this stuff, unfortunately. So it, it's, it's just, that's the problem we, we deal with, because, you know, I well, mean... Let's go back to Orbs. Yes. I mean, your favourite subject.
0: Yeah, it, right? Well, hang on. Let's, let, let's let's just deal with that concept first, because. Okay. Um, well, I believe the I'm idea. The that, break. I just wanted to.
1: Yeah, we are. We are two minutes. Okay.
0: Well, no, we we've got two minutes. But this okay. idea that uh, that just because you made it up, or just because you can't disprove something, doesn't mean it ain't necessarily so. The fact that we can't prove a, a fact doesn't negate the fact. No. So the fact that we can't prove dark matter doesn't mean that there's no dark matter. The fact that we can't prove ghosts doesn't mean there's no ghosts. It just means we can't prove that fact. Right. And to what basis of proof? Are we talking scientific proof, legal proof? Not, huh? There is a whole raft of proof. So to mm-hmm. throw words out like Joe Nichol does or... You know, yeah, uh, I mean,
1: I, you know, I was—that's I, not my personal extraordinary
0: business, claims. extraordinary, so, you know, yeah, extraordinary yeah. claims require extraordinary proof. You know, well, that's rubbish because a proof is a proof is proof. Mm-hmm. You just you have to define what standard of proof you're working to. Right? Is it scientific proof, which is, demands repeatability, oft, often demands repeatability? Legal proof, which demands consensus. You know, uh, twelve good men and true. Mm-hmm. You know why it's always twelve good men and true? You ever no, tried find well women? Have you ever tried getting uh, uh, women. Uh, uh, uh,
1: well women? We're going to get enough
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, the, the problem you is the sometimes, you sometimes. Sometimes the explanation, and I, I learned this from Karen O'Keefe when he came over here, and who probably learned a few, but I don't know that. Uh, he always told me sometimes the explanation is less believable
0: than believing the unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's always been the problem with Occam's razor. Uh, the answer is never normally the, you know, this idea of uh, the, the, the um, most, forget uh, it, let's go to the break.
1: Yeah, we go to the break. <laughs> So you're listening to the first hour of Ghost Chronicles Radio, Ghost Chronicles (laughs) International with Steve Parson and Ron Kolak right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Mass. We'll be right back.
0: It's spooky.
1: They all talk ugly gooky. The Fair family. The shows are paranormal. Not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal. The
0: Fair family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Fair family. Uh, welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition. Where tonight we're talking about the fictional ghost called Philip. Um, now, interestingly, have you touched? Have we have we come come to the ideas of all of the weird stuff that happened? No, uh, we really didn't talk about the phenomena itself. We just mentioned no because yeah. I mean. For example, I, I said earlier about uh, how the SPR were somewhat involved because uh, Dr, Dr. Alan Gould of the SPR, he analysed the raps and the knocks that they were getting uh, when they were recording. Because uh, they were recorded, yes. Uh, yeah. That's right. And uh, they seemed to have a different acoustic quality than the normal normally created raps. Right. Um, also, they went on tour, didn't they? They took, they took it uh, to a group. Uh, they, down in Cleveland mm-hmm. uh, and gave them a demonstration. They did uh, it on TV, too. Yeah, well, they got one of the physicists to sit at the table, and he got thrown off, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, the, uh... And they, they still haven't determined, actually, the nature of the forces uh, involved. Um, but uh, wh- one of the ideas was that it, because it uh, they hypothesized that it was using the energy from the group drawing the energy from the group now you hear this at seances don't you use oh, our yeah. energy,
1: course, our energy give
0: it freely. <sighs> but what they noticed in the philip experiments is is that when individual members of the eight were sick uh, the phenomena was less intense and it, it didn't manifest in the same way
1: you know um, what's interesting Steve and
0: I'm glad you brought that up because
1: uh last week on the next generation I had Stephen Scott and we talked about uh, a séance that was being conducted uh from years now up in Scotland and they have a uh eight eight regular people and how he described it is is figuring those eight people were little taps dripping water into the table creating A a ripples into a pool, and the thing. And then, if you remove one of those taps or bring another tap in that's off, that whole thing is is uh, messed up. In other words, you you don't get that same flow. It's you have one out of sync, you have one in. So, uh, yeah, that's that's intriguing thing about people being.
0: That also comes from you also see that in uh, spiritualism because although it's couched in slightly different terms, they don't like the idea of somebody who's disruptive to the sales or somebody who is sceptical because mm-hmm. uh, it throws the, they claim it throws the energies yes. across. And, oh. But you see that in so many things. I mean, let's just take this show, for example, which we do week after week after week. There are some weeks when we're feeling good. There are some weeks when what, both of us are up, one of us is down, one mm-hmm. of us is busy, one of us – and it does change the the, the whole – chamber uh, of the show agreed and I, that's a normal aspect of you know humanity we do it all, you know we do it week in week out, some weeks we we come off and we 're like buzzing and we're really you know rocking it, and other weeks it's it's like pulling teeth mm-hmm. now that wouldn't be. There's no stretch there to say that if you have a group of uh, participants working a seance, they're going to have identical conditions week in, week out, right. uh, where everybody's feeling. It. And spiritualists recognize this, and they try to use these ideas of the hymns and the music and the uh, the crowd chants and to get everybody psyched up. It works in sport, doesn't it? I mean, at the moment, we're having Great. our football season. At the moment, without um crowds in empty stadium yeah and the the the, the players are saying it's it's really hard work it's mm-hmm. much harder to play without the crowd pushing them along and shouting at them whereas you know in other situations, a bunch of jeering people is is off putting you know you don't see it on golf courses and uh, golf tournaments or tennis matches where the crowd are told to shush, so different situations. I think with Philip, if we go back to Philip again, I think what which, they,
1: which is why it's more difficult to win on the road than it is in your own home.
0: Yeah. Right. I think what, what Philip did is they weren't looking to um, prove or disprove anything when they started. They were interested in what would happen. Exactly. Uh, and I think what they came to the conclusion was that rather than it being... Um, an example of anything, that it, it, it was illustrative of poltergeist-type phenomena, uh, uh, ma- ma- uh, macro-psychokinesis. Uh, um, and in fact, at one point, they actually inadvertently, or they almost inadvertently got got rid of Philip, uh, because one of the group um, chided Philip and said if he, if he didn't answer, the group would send him away. Um, and... <laughs> And virtually stopped the phenomena, and they had to really work for the next few sessions to bring him back again. And uh, you know, this this to them uh, conf- seems to confirm that if it was an artificial entity that they created, they could also destroy it. And this has been so, sort of offers, I suppose, spiritualist reassurance because if 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 Philip had become dangerous, then they could remove him they simply go away. We don't believe in you anymore. We can, you know, we dismiss you. Off you pop. Um, so it was like a safety blanket, this idea, well, this discovery that, uh, by, by being dismissive of, of Philip, that the spell could be broken and that the, the phenomena would, would cease.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the other thing is, as, as I recall as well, is that, um, according to uh, Dr. Owen, uh, the the whole experiment had a very therapeutic effect on the participants. Yes. Uh, They became very close-knit. They became much happier as individuals. And uh, several of them said that their personal development, their self-confidence, the way they interacted with others in their daily lives changed. And that those who'd been socially shy uh, had become much more outgoing and much more aware of, much more empathetic towards the world around them. Mm-hmm. So it seems to have a, an overall um, beneficial effect on the participants.
1: Now, Dr. Owens, he he, he trained at uh, the University of Cal, went to what's what's Cal's university? God knows. Oh, come on. Northampton. Or not Northampton. No, it's not Northampton. I, believe i forget i know he, he know, got his degree in in the uk uh, he, he has a degree in i believe mathem, mathematics and genetics i think I'm, i might be a little no i think it is mathematics genetics but so i mean he's still dummy uh he he does have a good solid science background and i think the the mathematics uh, portion is is interesting because that's one part in the paranormal we don't Really delve too much. In other words, uh, uh, mathematics. And if you can measure things, and and can you reproduce them by well,
0: analyzing, analyzing enough data? Are. Well, there are. I mean, there are statisticians who work in parapsychology. Um, now, mathematicians, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there are definitely statisticians working inside parapsychology and psychology, right. because. Psychology and parapsychology. I mean, Jesus, nothing more. Nothing. Um, there is nothing more more than parapsychology for generating statistics, and then and then yeah. messing out with them. Um, you know, I I don't know a, a parapsychologist that doesn't spend their entire life immersed in statistics and numbers. Uh, what you don't see very often, although there are some, are, are physicists and engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there have been some, um, but I mean, I, I actually I took the tr- I, I took the trouble to uh, just double check some details. Okay, uh, thank you. Over the occupations, and one was a self-employed heating engineer uh, whose hobbies were was, uh, he, he ran or ran or organised scouting troop, and uh, his hobby was photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, the industrial engineer was also the creative and artistic one. Uh, with a passion for studying Oriental philosophy and ancient history. Uh, the One of them was in the... Um, this was one of the females. She was interested in astronomy, and she was the one who drew the picture. That was Andy. Um, it was a girl, female uh, Andy. She drew the uh, original picture of of Philip, looking rather like Jesus, if I remember rightly. (laughs) There was Bernice, uh, the accountant, um, who was interested in philosophy. The housewife, who was trained as an accountant, um, whose main hobby was scouting. Uh, The youngest member was a sociology student uh, who was taking uh, time out from being a salesman and um, doing the -the round-the-world thing that students do. And there was... um, Sue, who was the chairman of the Canadian, I, I, I seem to remember one was in Mensa, the Canadian chapter of Mensa and a former nurse. And it was her that originated the story. Then, of course, you've got the wife of uh, uh, Dr. Rowan. Um, he'd been the director of the U Horizons Research Foundation and with his wife co-founded the TSPR. She was a nurse um, involved in social work and uh, and was the primary author of the, the, the book, um, which is out of reach at the top of the bloody bookshelf at the moment. Oh, what's the title uh, of it? Conjuring up Philip. Conjuring up Philip. Okay. I've uh, written a seventy-six book. Ah. And there were two. No, there there, were, there was also two observers. Um, one of whom was. A, I can't remember the names, but one of them was a psychiatrist. They were non-participating observers.
1: Judge, judge was a uh, an observer as well, so he didn't participate, I believe, right?
0: Oh, that, well, there we are then. Uh, I remember there were two observers. One of them was a psychiatrist.
1: <sighs> yeah, I believe the judge did not participate in the in the circle, but was more of the observer, which makes sense, you know. If in fact, some people say well, that might even taint it if if he was involved in it. But, uh, but
0: do you know what's interesting? We've we've down the years, I've uh, and you. Um, you know, we've been involved in many, many seances of different types and forms, lit, unlit, Victorian Oh yeah Made up uh, yeah, so yeah. Spare of the moment Yeah um, And it's interesting, the observer effect, because uh, there was a group set up out here in West Wales all oh, about six or seven years ago, and um, they they got in touch with me and they invited me to several of their um, seances Oh really? These were, no, it wasn't these, were these were sort of these were sort of ad hoc things that were thrown in on the ghost hunt oh. that he would uh, because the, the the wife of one of the group's founders was convinced that she was um, an ancient and uh, mystical um, sensitive from now sort of like Sir the Conan Doyle's wife. Uh, yeah, kind of, but uh, without the ed- without the education or the, uh, <laughs> the, the hospital. And it got to the point where um, they started to think that I was doing some sort of weird mind control. <laughs> really? Um, you know, on, on in the seance by, you know, by saying, well, she's going to do this next, and she's going to say this, and that's the name, and... And they thought that I was doing some sort of weird mind control. Now, once they thought that, that changed what they were doing. That changed the way that the seances went. And that was really interesting for me because I wasn't actually doing anything. They were just convinced I was. <laughs> they convinced themselves I was. They then gave me strict instructions not to do anything to interfere with the seances. And Even to though to you weren't the doing anything anyway. Even though I wasn't. <laughs> And it was, I, 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 I've actually got some detailed notes back from the time uh, when it was exactly. taking place. Um, they convinced themselves that I was predicting what or influencing what the psychic was, was about to do or say. Um, and that I was operating mind control on the psychic. And I wasn't. <laughs>
1: You know, it's so funny you bring that up, Steve, because, uh, you know, in 2007, we did this uh, special with uh, American Builder that that was uh, uh, actually won an Emmy on it. But the producer of it accused me of that for Maureen, saying that I was actually doing this hypnotic thing on her that that she I was getting, she was giving me the answers that I wanted so yeah I guess, yeah
0: people are so suspicious of I mean, different well, what what all I was doing uh, if I was doing anything at all was was because because this this woman was just so terrible at doing what she was doing she was basically copying what she'd seen done on television oh god uh, bless us you know, so it was like watching a bad rendition of Derek Akora and Gordon Smith and David yeah. Wells all, yeah. all mixed together. So it was it was it was, I wasn't predicting what she was doing. I just you know she was just running down a, a repertoire of, of tricks. Uh, but they they managed to convince themselves that, that uh, you know I was op- operating some sort of weird psychic influence over. It. <laughs> like,
1: ah, did you? Did you like, see any re- results of these seances? I mean, were there were there yeah, any well,
0: well, what was it? Phenomenal, was interesting. No, no, none non whatsoever. Um, because they they never lasted for very long. What would happen is, and this is the problem. I, I know your group has been doing it for a number of years on a monthly basis, but what you find uh, nowadays is that groups will do an ad hoc seance as part of or um, a ghost hunt, yeah, and been. then follow it. The following month, they might do another one with a different group of people. Um, and again, it's ad hoc. It's 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 show and tell. It's it, there is no consistency. There are only one or two groups in the UK currently um, who are well off the radar, um, who are still, you know, studying the the older methods like you're doing over in the states. Uh, but most paragroups now in the UK, there is, you know, it's like, well, we've done the K2 and we've done the, uh, we've done the, paper. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. have a sales, Okay, then. Um, and then they'll all gather around. And then initially, and, and particularly if you've got a new group of people or, or you know, uh, fair paying punters coming along, they all, you can bet two thirds of them are going to be psychic. And you, you spend then spend the next half hour with the the ones who think that they're psychic and want to be psychic, battling one another for who can outdo the other one with the most outrageous version of the ghost story, mm-hmm. or agreeing with one another. And it, it, so, no, it's not a real séance in this in like the, the Philip setting or what we did in Scotland or um, yeah. other attempts at or the replication attempts at for them, and of course. I've got to also say the caveat is that there's been a lot of replication experiments that have been set up to emulate Philip that have fallen flat in the face and nothing's happened at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now you know it,
1: the, the one you did in Scotland is—is is that available on the Parascience webpage?
0: Uh, I don't honestly don't believe it is. Uh, okay. there's, a reference in, there's a reference in the week one of the week. What we'd done is we'd hired Roslyn Castle, uh, the same place. Oh, that's where it was! Oh, wow! So we 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 had we had the chapel, we had the building next to the chapel called College. Hill. A great place to and, do it. And we had Rosslyn Castle. Um, God bless you. And the, so uh, we we'd had a group. I think there was about fifteen of us in all. So there was a group investigating College Hill House. There was a group. We had our own keys to Roslyn Chapel. Oh, wow! Uh, Uh, Because we we were, College Hill House actually adjoins Rosslyn Chapel, and then the castle's uh, a short way away down, down the track, um, in a more defensive position. But the castle itself is built on a rock with seven layers of dungeons, carved out the solid... Uh, and of course, sort of like Josh's, uh, layers of hell, huh? <laughs> but seven, but you know, with its with its own ghosts and mysteries, yeah. and uh, so. But the uh, the drawing room was was it was like you know it was perfect for Victorian sense. You had this big table and the the drapes and the, the it was it was your perfect la- uh, landscape, which gave us the idea to do this. Hmm. Uh, so we, we, we hired it as a training camp for parasites, um, and we created scenarios for them. And one of them was this seance situation, and they were supposed to evaluate it and, and consider it. And so the seance started, and Kieran was acting as the, the master of ceremonies. And my job, at this particular one, was to wrap and respond. There were other versions of it we did on other occasions, right. um, and then after a given, which was so many questions in, so that every you know, Kieran and I had agreed this in advance, uh, I would stop doing my responses, and but we would continue doing what we were doing, except there was no more knocking coming from me, and there were no more knocks. But what we were getting then is other phenomena. Now, I don't want to give it the whole story away, um, or even, but the the rest of the group... Is there, um, is
1: there a reason that, why you don't?
0: Only because it's a very long story, to, and to do it justice, you'd have to give it the full-length story, but other phenomena started happening, which took oh, okay. myself and Kieran by surprise, because we were both, you know, sort of, uh, who was doing that then? You know, if that wasn't you, and it wasn't you, well, who did what just happened, you know, somebody did it. And we know it wasn't them because anyway, um, what we found at the end is when we did the the reveal, they went, well, you know what? And they're like, yeah, they went, yeah. They went, well, that was him. And they got incredibly cross. They felt incredibly cheated that, uh, <laughs> because they'd been carried away with this whole experience um, right. and then got really annoyed that, that we pulled the wool over their eyes. Until the point where we, you know, they realised, and we said to them, Yeah, but he only did it for the first 10 minutes, (laughs) the first six questions, the rest of it, and you were there for an hour and 20 minutes, the rest of it, was that you? No, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't them. Um, But you see, that's what modern groups don't do. We were training our teams. Um, in, you know, all of the different scenarios and aspects and getting them to critically examine and evaluate situations that they find themselves in instead of just blindly accepting, you know, they blindly accepted um, that it was genuine phenomena and they blindly accepted uh, and that's why they got cross. Um, But as the week wore on and we put them into different situations, um, they started to, hmm, what else could be happening here um, and that's what they did in Toronto they started to you know they they created the they the, the they devised the hypothesis they you know they set up the experiments they did the uh they, they did the experiments and then they looked at the results and looked at what this would mean um, so I mean, just returning back to Philip, what they what they found is, of course, we talked to before about them getting the table up and wandering about, right. uh, that it would lift up on one or two legs or rock about, it could dance to music if I remember rightly, um, or chase people around the room. Now I've seen that. I've seen that on many many séances where tables yeah, can to. do some really yes. strange stuff. Yeah. Um, except that you know what happened. Um, and, uh, but they, they discovered that they didn't actually need the eight, that it would actually work with four hmm. uh, in, uh, as it's, uh, some of the group or all, uh, the group took a brief break, um, from, they decided after a year or so that they were going to have a, a rest from this, but then that they discovered the poltergeist phenomena started to happen in their own homes.
1: Really? Now, see, I yeah. wasn't aware of that. Um. So, uh, so the the original g- group of eight,
0: or you know, after after they they done this sort of year, I think it was in the follow. So it was seventy four. Okay. Um, the group the group decided it was going to have a break from the weekly meetings. I mean, you know how time consuming all. You know, oh yeah, know? they are. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, a we-
1: and they were meeting weekly, not monthly like we do. I That's mean, right. So, yeah.
0: And uh, what they discovered was that uh, whilst they were on on, on a break. Um, some of the members experience poltergeist phenomena inside their own homes, hmm. um, and some of them—I uh, think—I I, believe—several of them also continue wrapped conversations. You know, they continue the conversations in their own homes individually with Philip, and expanded the story, adding more details to the story. Uh, um, I mean, it's a fascinating. It, it throws. It throws a, a you know. Um, a number of, it, like a lot of the paranormal stuff, it throws more questions than, than answers. So we we are getting towards the end of the show. So,
1: I mean, what are your thoughts on it? What do you think the Philip experiment proved or disproved? Or did it disprove or prove anything?
0: Um, I think it proved, for me, it proves the facet, the eternal fascination of the paranormal. Um, and the, the paranormal, I've always said that um, this idea of if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, did it actually fall? In terms of paranormal phenomena, when people put up cameras and, and recorders and thermometers in, in haunted houses and they get the results, well those results are meaningless for me because it might show a 20 degree temperature drop in 30 seconds, but if nobody was in the room say, and, and turns around and says, but I just saw a ghost at the same time, all you've got is a thermometer dropping 20 degrees in 30 seconds, you, it it, is, um, for what, what it proves to me is that ghosts, apparitions, poltergeists need human beings to experience them. Otherwise they're, they're, they're not there. We are part of, we are part of the, the, the whole process that brings, brings these phenomena to life. Uh, Unless somebody's there to see the ghost or to hear the raps or to see the light or photograph the anomaly, then there is nothing. Or experience
1: whatever phenomena.
0: Yeah. Then there is nothing, is there? Right. And what Philip demonstrates is that because that group of people created an experience. I don't know whether it was a ghost. I don't know whether it was psychokinesis. I don't know whether it was uh, hallucinatory or psychosomatic, but it was an experience that was real. It was documented, it was real, it happened. That group of people made it happen. And that, I think, reinforces the idea that um, you need people to have paranormal experiences. Otherwise, you know, there ain't any.
1: That's right. All through history, there have been reports, but there have been no reports of people just Without people, we've in other no, words. Yeah.
0: Well, we've got no good reports of equipment-only um, incidents. Right. Um, but we do have one or two good reports where the equipment has backed up the human perspective. True. They're rare. But they're, the, they're the best ones. <laughs> no, I'm not acquitting to Facebook.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there is always Facebook, isn't
0: there? Anyway, so we is, have to wrap there it up. Is the rest of life, and then there is
1: Facebook. There you go. So anyways, we want to thank everybody for uh, listening. And if you like this show, I'm going to show you how you can be – a part of this show, and keep this show going and the rest of the Ghost Chronicle Network going. So uh, stay tuned for that. But anyways, we want to thank everyone for listening, and uh, tune in next week, and today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group in 15 High Street in Dothan, Andover, Massachusetts. Good night, God bless, and stay safe.
0: Oh, wait a minute, we still got 15 seconds. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Oh, may, may, maybe we can conjure up the ghost. Meeting. Yeah, if you could hear my voice, can you knock? Bloody hell, that was quick!
1: Wow, <laughs> so it is a tunes. We're leaving. Good night, God bless. Stay safe. <laughs>